we're sitting here recording a podcast on a Monday afternoon in sunny Boulder, right. talking into microphones, and this is a quote unquote job. <laughs> Is start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered behind the scenes, no holds barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Jason, and I don't have a quippy thing to say like Travis usually does because he does the intros. I'm Travis. <laughs> it felt good to not have to do the intro. A little tough starting the timer, but I got it right on. And uh, mm. I like lollipops. Giving you a time off. Yeah, what uh, what time? What kind of lollipop are you eating right now? Well, I was just flavors. eating a strawberry cheesecake lollipop, but I it was one of those big ones, you know, like that you you'd get at like the old five and dime stores if we were alive when those existed, which we weren't really. But you know, the big the big thick ones with all different crazy colors, yes, and uh, flavors. So we just got one at this cool kite store here in Boulder. And I had to take it out because it was too big to podcast with it in my mouth. So well, now Tra- my little guy's eating it. Trav uh, threw it on the counter and said, oh, you're going to... I was buying a kite for my daughter. He said, oh, get throw this in there too. I can tell you what. I wish it was the five and dime because $1.25 for a lollipop. Killing me, Trav. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we are sitting on the lawn in front of the courthouse. Is this the courthouse, I believe, in Boulder, Colorado? It's a beautiful sunny day. Spring has sprung, and this this lawn area always reminds me of the clock. This the save the clock tower in uh, Back to the Future. I don't know why it's just kind of got that vibe. Anyway, we are doing these twenty minute sessions in the Colorado. Boulder sessions. The Boulder sessions, and I got a fun one, Trav. You, you have no idea what we're going to talk no about idea. today, but I was recording with our mutual friend Matt Giovanisi yesterday of Money Lab fame, and we were talking about. This quote that I'm going to read in just a moment, I had never actually read the whole quote, but I heard about it, and I thought, wow, this is a great topic given that it's uh, Paradise Pack time, and we're going we're gonna to talk about that in a second, and I think uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So this is a quote from Ira Glass, who's, uh, if you're into audio at all, might be one of everybody's heroes as far as storytelling and uh, maybe not a hero, but definitely somebody whose work you can admire and appreciate. Uh, been hosting the This American Life on NPR for a very long time, which is just uh, really developed their own style, uh, unique style of storytelling um, and he just, in he, audio. He sounds and looks wise. Doesn't yes. He sounds yes. and looks, he looks like he'd be your favorite professor on a college <laughs> campus is basically totally. what I kind and of envision Ira Glass as, or not envision, but that's what he seems like to me. Yeah. This dude has a, a certain cadence and style with his voice too, that it seems like now, like if you ha- work at NPR, you have to sound kind of like him, which is a little annoying and weird. But uh, anyway, obviously a lot to admire about the guy. Yeah, it's and, all, it's like when I hear pastors and I feel like all pastors have the same <sighs> rhythm to their preaching. Right. Like, do you guys go to school? Right. Well, I guess you do go it to school for this. It is a rhythm thing. Yeah, yeah, you do go to school. You, they all pick up the same cadence and you can tell when they're going to pause, when they're going to ramp up, when they're going to get excited. And I feel, yes, with the NPR podcast, I feel like they all stick to that same, I don't even think it's a formula. They probably just hear each other so much that you tend to emulate. Same as I always say, mate, whenever I'm hanging out with any Australian, even if it's for like 
five minutes, I'll be <laughs> saying mate for the next three days. It just comes out, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think you nailed it when you said cadence and rhythm. There is something there. Uh, let me read this quote from Ira Glass. Please, said, in his cadence and rhythm. He said, uh, nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish someone told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there is this gap. For the first couple of years, you make stuff. It's just not that good. It's trying to be good. It has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have this special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this. And if you are just starting out or you are still in this phase, you got to know it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week you will finish one story. It is only by going through a volume of work that you will close the gap, that gap, and your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's going to take a while. It's normal to take a while. You've just got to fight your way through. Yeah, that's spot on. Spot on. I remember talking to someone, I was about... 250 podcast episodes in for EPOP and I remember I think it was a guest that I brought on a second time like to catch up with after they were on episode 10 or 15 something really really early and I said to them man I am so embarrassed like I don't even go back and listen to those beginning ones because it, it pains me when I have to or when I do because I'm so embarrassed by them and he was just said good I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, if you weren't embarrassed by them, that means that you haven't gotten any better and you haven't learned anything. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's right. I guess it is good to be embarrassed or or to realize how, not bad, but how amateur or how less developed, that's maybe a good way to put it, your early stuff is. Of, of course, it makes sense when you right. think about it. Why would it be great in the beginning? You don't know what you're doing exactly. Right, and this idea that the thing in your head is going to match up with the thing you make and that there's a gap there. I, I think that's such a powerful, a powerful imagery to kind of keep in mind as you're creating because uh, take, for example, for music, when I'm writing a song, like the song that's in my head is certainly not what comes out when I play a song and then record it and listen to the demo back. I'm like, this sucks. But a lot of it sucks, you know, and it's not matching up with what's in my head but understanding, oh, okay, I just got to finish these things and keep going. I mean, this can go, obviously, this is all about any type of creative work. And if you're listening to this podcast and you want to be a location-dependent entrepreneur, you're going to, whether you think you are creative or not, whether you think there's going to be creativity involved or not, there, it, there is. There absolutely is. I agree. I would, I would not consider myself a creative person in a lot of ways. I have almost zero musical talent. I would let's say zero. I mean there's not much there. Uh we were talking music last night when we were all out hanging out a group of us and you guys three of you were jamming out talking about music and here I was saying, yeah, I played the trumpet in 5th grade and was the worst kid to begin with. But no musical talent really cannot draw to save my life. So I'm certainly But those are like the classic things I know. that people associate with creativity. Sure. And that, but you are a creative Well, person. that's kind of what I was I guess getting to in that I'm not a 
I'm certainly not a, your classical idea of an artist or classically creative in that way. So if someone asked me, especially when I was younger, before I really knew about entrepreneurship and, and all this other stuff, like other ways to be creative, are you creative? I would have said, no way. I can't draw. I can't, you know, I can't play music. Like that's what I created with creativity. I, I probably would have said the same thing. But, uh, a lot of people think that, I yeah, think, of themselves. Sure. And and that's why I think with your point that everyone, no matter what business you're getting into, there there is creativity even probably to the most mundane type of businesses. Or at least room for creativity. Oh yeah. Creativity in systems, in uh hiring, in uh branding, all of that. Right. I, for sure. Even if I mean you could Look at it even at the probably the most or what people would consider the least creative thing, like a spreadsheet. So my my dad and I and Heather with our Airbnb properties, you know, my dad puts together these spreadsheets so we can look at the monthly numbers. When I put together a spreadsheet, it's just numbers and really poorly laid out. My dad, on the other hand, (laughs) you know, color code stuff makes it. And Heather always says, can you please just get him to do spreadsheets? It's so much nicer to look at. It's a spreadsheet, but there's room for aesthetic creativity, right? You know, right. even in something sure. as mundane as a, a numbered spreadsheet. Acknowledging this gap, I think, is such a huge mental leap for people. You know, and when when you approach something with this idea in mind, this idea that Ira Glass is talking about, understanding that what you produce is not going to match up with what's in your head, but still embracing the fact that okay. I still have I know I have good taste cuz this thing in my head is good. Now it's about developing my craft. It's working on my craft, acknowledging that this gap exists and sitting with it, working with it, understanding that it's there and not being disappointed knowing that you're only going to close the gap by producing work. And I think this is a very powerful concept to get people off of their butts and to start shipping things, to start producing things, to start finishing things, and knowing that that's a part of the process to get it, to close that gap, to get it to what is in your head. And this is where, I mean, we can use podcasting as an example, Trav. This was a big mindset shift for me too, just to, to understand and approach it, hey, this is a craft that is a lifelong thing that I'm gonna work on and try to improve. That means the skill of interviewing, the skill of talking into a microphone, the skill of being able to think on your feet and continue a conversation. All of the things that we do as podcasters has come, at least for me, through a lot of practice and producing a lot of podcasts. And like you said, going back into the archives, you might be looking at some things and uh, thinking, oh gosh, I hope like people don't listen too intently to this part or whatever. But that's just part of the, the process and closing the gap. And uh, it's so important to get you off the ground. I think another part to that is that other people don't know what's in your head and don't know what you want the finished product to be. So when you put something out and you might be disappointed and you might say, oh man, that podcast didn't come, like I didn't feel right. It, you know, I, I could have asked these questions. I could have asked this. The flow wasn't right, you know, or, or any type of project that you're working on. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The only person who knows that you didn't ask those questions or that you didn't think the flow was right is you. Right. The other people who are listening to it have no idea. And so I think that's something that can embolden people as well is just realizing that you may not be living up to the expectations. There is that gap in what you want and then what you produce. But the other people aren't in your head and they don't know what you were even shooting for. So to them, they might be like, wow, that was a really good episode. And I've had that happen. And I know you've told me that happened. You had episodes where you're like, this just didn't seem right. And then you put it out there and you get good feedback. All this great feedback. 
And you're like, whoa, well, that's because they didn't even know what I thought it was supposed to be. Right. And honestly, it might be better for the listener than what you envisioned it's supposed to be, too, because they're coming at it from a different mindset. So I think there certainly will, will be the gap, but just know that the gap only exists in your own head as well. The other people from the outside have no idea what you originally <laughs> right. thought it was going to be. Yeah, and I think there's a good, uh, with this sort of image of this gap and that you can close it and kind of work towards it and all, it, I, I think it's good sometimes to disassociate yourself with your creative work in, in, a, in a way because we can get so wrapped up into it. You know, you put your heart and soul into a podcast or whatever, and it doesn't turn out the way you want because of the gap. Well, still put it out because, hey, you understand that this gap exists. So, all right, that wasn't exactly matching up with what I wanted, but good enough, right? Let's just get it out there. Let's move on to the next thing. Let's work on craft and improve. And it, it adds by disassociating a bit with it and taking yourself outside of it. Uh, I think there's a lot of power in that. So if you're listening to this and you're ready to like start a business or dive into a project or maybe you, you have a business and you're ready to do your next big thing, understand that this is a part of the process and that you just need to get it out into the world. And this is where, I mean, we should talk about it a little bit. The Paradise Pack can come in because you can have, you can still, you don't have to do that aimlessly. You know, you can still have a direction. For sure. And I do want to mention that it should be seen as a continuous endeavor, too. It's not the one thing that I guess I would either disagree with or add on to, more like add on to Iris' comment, is that he was saying, okay, as you continue to do stuff, you're closing the gap. That's true in a way, but I almost see it as you're closing the gap on what you envisioned doing before, but you're probably pushing what you thought was possible before even further. Right. So it's almost like <laughs> you're widening your own gap. Yeah, you're wide you're closing <laughs> the gap on what you originally thought was going to happen, but then the gap also widens because you're shooting for more or right. you're expecting more yourself. So you're kind of in a, in I don't want this to sound a negative. I think it's positive. You're you're constantly chasing that gap and as you expect more out of yourself, you're also forcing yourself to get better and better. So even if the gap stays the same distance apart, your work is getting way better because you're shooting for something even further above than what you imagined when you first started. Yeah, and to not get discouraged, I don't think that sounds negative. I think uh, one thing you can do is just remember that it's all about enjoying the process, right? Trust the process. Trusting the process. But it really is. I mean, if if you're getting into this stuff, listen, this podcasting thing has now become a huge part of our lives. And... I still love it, man. It's so dynamic. There's so many different things that can happen with podcasts. We're and sitting here recording and... a podcast on a Monday, like afternoon in sunny Boulder, right. talking into microphones, and this is a quote unquote job. Is it like, going to be something that you're going to enjoy doing? You know, or are you just doing it because it's there's some end result that you think you're going to get out of it, and you're not going to be happy till you get there, and that that doesn't work either. So when you you know, are enjoying the process of the creative work. I think that also eases the burden of the gap, if you will. Yeah, and you you mentioned too, just because you know there's going to be a gap doesn't mean A, you should put out crappy work, or B, that you can't... I think it does mean you need to put out some crappy work. Well, okay, I guess what I mean is you shouldn't strive to... You should still strive to do your best while it's not going to match up, right? Right, while recognizing that it won't be your best and that you still have to get it out. And on that note, I think there is a lot of stuff that you can do to kind of fast track and say, Well, 
okay, instead of starting at complete zero, there are things that I can do. There are mentors, there are courses, there are people that I like that I can emulate. So for we'll keep going with the podcasting. If you're like, I really want to start a podcast, that doesn't mean that you have to necessarily, like you're going to start from scratch because you've never done a podcast before. Right. Fine. That doesn't mean you can't listen to other people's podcasts. Like you're listening to this one and say, here's what I like about what those guys are doing. Here's what I don't like. Here's what I would change and kind of write it out. That doesn't mean you can't say, hey, I'm going to look into a podcasting course or something like that. There's all these things you can do to kind of get yourself a bit ahead Instead of just saying, well, I'm not going to think about it at all. I'm just going to do it. Well, one thing you absolutely need to do 100% is finish stuff and put it out there. Yes. Because it doesn't matter if you have that crappy feeling about it. We've had crappy feelings about podcasts we've published. You can. It doesn't mean you're trying to publish crappy things on purpose. It just means that you understand that this is a part of the deal. And once you accept that, it's, it's empowering, it allows you to move forward way easier. You have to finish stuff and put it out there. Otherwise, there's no thing. There's right. nothing happening. It's all in your head. We we just got done a virtual summit, which some of you may have been on. Probably a lot of you are on. We had 4,000 people sign up. Thank you, everyone who signed up and yes. attended. That was pretty crazy. That was awesome. And every single one of the eight people who did the workshops, myself included, because I did one of the eight, and then Jay was on too. So all nine of us who are there, experts, right? The people who are teaching We're using you. using air quotes here. Yeah, but the people who have done it, who are location independent, who have built six and seven figure businesses, who travel the world, everything that you're probably shooting for, all the people who came and did workshops have done. So you might look at them and say, oh, they're like two, three, five, ten 10 steps above me, whatever you want to say. Every single one of those people at some point sat there and said, all right, I got to get started and then put something out where they thought, Man, like I'm Jonathan glad I... Levy was a great example, right? Yeah, he's an online course builder, and he was talking about his first course. He, he does seven figures in online courses, and he was talking about his first course and how uh, I, I can't remember what he well, said. I'll what be was, a little what trans- was sort of ghetto about it. Yeah, but... well, I'll be a little transparent. Okay. We did a course together. He had done like two or three courses, and then we decided to do one together. And I, he basically took my material. He did the marketing side. I did the teaching of freaking fire miles, and we put it out. And the videos that he edited together were awful because <laughs> not, but here's the thing to this me, this is a guy who's super successful, right? So to me, they were awful because I had done a little video editing, but to someone who hadn't ever seen edited videos, they'd be like, oh, this is okay. But you could tell they were all done in iMovie because there were that one little thing where it would like take the plane would take off from a certain city and then zoom around to another right. city, like that transition yeah. in you the beginning. You only have like one generic graphic. Right. You can use. It was yeah. like one generic thing. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is this is not great. And I actually remember telling him that, like being a little nervous and saying, man, these these are like not that great of things. He's like, yeah, I know, but we wanted to get it out and we can change them anytime we want. And I thought, okay. And guess what? They started selling, it started selling right away. Now, I'm not saying you put out bad stuff on purpose. I'm just saying like, he was my, right, my idea of what it should be and his were different. And he just said, let's get it out. Let's see how it does. You know, the material was still awesome, but it was like a few of the graphics. I thought, oh, we could change it. But you could have sat there and changed those graphics right. all day, every day. And we right. could be doing it four years later and not and get it out. And it's the material that matters. Right. That's great. Well, if you're ready to get stuff out there, ready to get started on your next thing we've got the paradise pack man it's paradise pack time if you don't know what it is if you go to theparadisepack.com 
what you're going to find is a bundle of educational resources to help you live, work, and travel anywhere in the world. So this is like everything that we ever wanted, all in one place. Like if you could, you can't take a college course I don't that I know of on like location independence. But what you can do is you can get this bundle at 90% off the value of what it would cost to buy all these things individually and have everything you need to get educated and to get off get your location independent lifestyle going. And if you are already location independent, trust me if you check it out, there's stuff in there that's going to help you level up whatever wherever you're at in your business. Incredible. Yeah, we talked about the gap and we talked about it being a continuous experience and a continuous journey. And what I love about the Paradise Pack is you're going to get 15 to 20 different products. Here's the thing. This isn't a secret. This is what we tell everyone. If you get 20 products, 16 of those you're not going to need right now. So you start with one, two, three of those. Timer's going off. Chris is buzzing us. And you say, okay, I'm going to start with these two because I want to start a blog. So I'm going to start with the SEO course and I'm going to start with the affiliate marketing course from Matt. So let me start with those two. Well, down the line, if you sit there and you say, oh man, I want to start doing some stuff with online courses and passive income, let me get Jonathan's course. Hey, if I want to start doing something with building uh, a legit business and going from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, let me go to Brian's course. So what I love about the Paradise Pack and the people we've seen who have been successful coming from the Paradise Pack, they start with one or two courses, the ones that they want right then. And then when those are done, three or four months later, level up, level up, level up. And you continually get to pick and choose the courses that you need at that moment because you're not going to use all 20 at once. It's just impossible. We only do this once a year. If you're hearing about this for the first time, this is a once a year event, one week a year. It's our sixth year doing it. We do 10% to charity. It's just an incredible thing. We're getting you everything you need education-wise to to get your location-independent lifestyle going. And it's it's awesome. We're so proud of it. Every year, it's an incredible bundle of resources, and you got to check it out. Theparadisepack.com. Theparadisepack.com is where you need to go. Check it out. Don't miss it. April 23rd through the 29th, 2019. And if it's still not available, just get on the email list so you don't miss it because this, again, only happens once a year uh, once a year for one week, and that's it. So uh, hop on and check it out. And thank you for listening today. I know we've been buzzed out by Chris. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna record we're gonna keep this these boulder sessions going, right? Yeah, more and more boulder sessions. I love Pearl Street Mall, I got the flat irons in the background. That's right. There's not a there's not many better places to be recording than right here on the lawn. Right here in Boulder. I do love that it's theparadisepack.com because it remember, reminds me of all those athletes who come on and say like the Ohio State University oh yeah the, Paradise the Paradise Pack. Pack. check it out guys thanks for hanging with us and we'll chat soon cheers cheers